Hello and welcome to season two of the Arts and KC podcast presented by the Northland Symphony. I'm John Coster. This is Jim Murray. Hello, everybody. We are back. I, I, where'd the time go, John? Where did it go? <laughs> I, I genuinely... How many things on your to-do list from the summer are still on your to-do list? Most of them. Yeah, most of mine. Yeah. I know. I can't believe, number one, we're back. And I can't believe... We're doing a second season. I know. This is I episode mean, 21. All those critics said we wouldn't be back. I uh, know. But yet, here we are defying cultural norms and expectations. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, well, some some of you, maybe none of you, and maybe <laughs> might be might be sitting there going, wait a minute. I thought they said that there was going to be an episode 20. Well, there is. However. It is in the vault. It is in the vault. You know how Disney... Puts mm-hmm. things in the vault. Very much so. And they release them on special occasions. That's right. Our podcast, Season 1, Episode 20, is in the vault. That's right. For a variety of reasons, we decided to uh, to hold it, yes. I think. Not not to throw it away. No, no. It's kept very safe. That's right. It's very in a very safe place. It's in a vault, in a bunker. Yes. It's in a impenetrable. That's right. I have um, a key. John has a key. We both have to be there together. Right. But for reasons I think will become apparent moving forward, we felt that it was much more important to talk about uh, some very exciting news, which is we have a season. Our new season. <laughs> season 52. Yes, correct. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so we want to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, yeah. to hell with season one of the podcast. We're on to season two and bigger and better things. But there's a chance that that episode will be released. That's right. Maybe we'll do like a telethon or something where we, we will just talk until people give us enough <laughs> or money. Or we could raise enough money to have Ooh, it. To keep it in the vault. To keep it in the vault. Yes. That's, a, that's exactly what I was thinking. Very good. Well, I see there's a lot of possible. We'll work on that. Uh, yeah. Well, if you have any ideas. Yeah, if you, <laughs> please let us know if you want us <laughs> to pursue that. As you can see, basically nothing's changed no. from season one to season two. Um, no. However, I know some the, people are hosting, well, hoping for new hosts. That's, right, sure, that's right. However, the big changes are in the actual season, yeah, which is very exciting. Yes, and uh, that's what we're going to focus on today. So, here we go. All right, Jim. Season fifty-two. Yes. We doing five concerts again? You think? We are. Okay, good. Really six if you count the double holiday concert. That's true. Right. But five concert events. Excellent. So I feel like as we, when I when you sent this over to me and I yeah. started looking through it, yes. I really felt like well, I felt like it was a well balanced season. Oh, uh, thanks. But I, I really, I mean, one concert one, as everybody likely knows, was going to be our young artist competition winner. Yes, it is. With, with before right. before we even had yes. anything else programmed, we knew, boom, concert yes. winner. Uh, knew the piece, winner, yeah. knew what it was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I kind of figured that would be the, the show. That's right. Um, but to my... To my uh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I was thinking of a different word, but... Um, <laughs> Chagrin? <laughs> Yeah, but I couldn't remember what that actually meant. <laughs> but it sounds so good, doesn't it? I know, it? I know. I was very pleased there you, oh. to see... Oh, then that's better. Even, Chagrin is opposite right, of... Yeah. Right. I was very pleased to see an even more... I think this is going to be an outstanding concert, so... Filler. I think the word you're looking for is adventurous program. Well, why don't we let the people decide? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, but I'm glad you're excited about it. And I'm excited about it, too. Um so, yeah, we, we knew for concert one, which is going to be October 14th, Staley High School, 3 o'clock, 
Um, for concert one, obviously, we had the uh, Young Artist winner, which was Mitchell Seiden, clarinetist, who won with the first movement of the Crucelle Clarinet Concerto. Great piece, not a particularly well-known right. piece in the clarinet repertoire, but he's an amazing player. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. Um, but it's just one movement. It's just about 10, 12 minutes. So you can't really build a program around that. And so, you know, obviously, in my circle, in my travels, I know a lot of musicians, and I talk a lot about music to a lot of people. And a conversation I've been having for a little while uh, with, with um, hopefully, hopefully our guest on our next podcast, a friend of mine, we just talked about the challenge of, of programming, you know, um, a more diverse uh, set of composers. Um, this is something that all orchestras struggle with, and there's a lot of obstacles. Availability of music. Um, for us, we really only have the three classical programs. Right? Right. We have two pops. So, I mean, I feel like every slot is really important. And, um, you know, some of the new stuff written today is just too, too difficult for us to prepare in the time we have. Um, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, we've talked on this podcast before about the challenges with programming and uh-huh. things like that. So, you know, much like I kind of I, I live with pieces at times. Like sh- when we did Scheherazade at Hellsberg, I that had been on my list for eight years. And I would pull it out and I'd look at the score and I'm like, nope. And I'd put it <laughs> back because I was waiting until we had the horses to do it, you know, right? The, right you know. And so I've, I've been aware, so the symphony, the major work on the first concert is by Amy Beach. Amy Beach is a significant female American composer, and I think it's going to surprise people that she wrote this in, like, the late 1800s. And it was premiered by the Boston Symphony. And it's really a, a great, it's called the Gaelic Symphony. She obviously had Welsh, um, Irish, you know, uh, background, and so she incorporates some of that folk material into there. Um, but, uh, you know, I wanted, you know, I just felt like um, I wanted to try to to do something that's a little bit different. Um, uh, and it's a great piece. It deserves to be heard. Well, I mean, there's so many pieces. I mean, I, right. I feel like you can say that about a lot of pieces. And it's not like I don't, you know, but I, I felt like it was time to use one of my slots to to do this. Um, and so I think I'm really this is one of those things that I get excited about, about presenting it to the public. I don't know when this was performed in Kansas City, and I'll tell you it hasn't been performed in at least 22 years because that's how long I've been here. And I would imagine it, I I can't, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody's ever done it. Right. So we don't want to go out on a limb and say it's definitely the Kansas City premiere. Right, but it could well well be. be. And we will do some, how about we do some research on that because wouldn't that be nice to know? It would be. But, um, and that's not, I'm not doing it because it's the Kansas City premiere, but that just proves the point of the, the problem of programming and the problem of programming, um, balancing programming things that are familiar with programming things that are not. And I think after 22 years with this orchestra, I've built up some credibility with my audiences that they'll trust me to take, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to commit the resources to present something like that, that, that it's, it's going to be okay. Right. That's fair. Um, so that's the first work on the program or no, actually, no, we're gonna do that after intermission. That's the major work on the program. Right. Um, so the rest has to kind of work around the young artists. So um, we're going to, I guess I'm kind of working backwards here. That's the major work. Before intermission will be the Crucelle Clarinet Concerto, and you are in for such a treat. Um, this uh, high school student is, is playing years beyond his level and a very deserving winner of this competition. And I'm going to admit my bias here. I'm a clarinetist. Are, are you? I'm a clarinetist. Are, what? I know. I didn't judge. Just going on record, I was not a judge of this competition. That's true. But, um, you know, I think I think 
who doesn't enjoy a clarinet piece? <laughs> oh, totally. Right. Um, I, you know what? I enjoy clarinet pieces played well. Right. And I think, I think what you're going to enjoy about this piece is just the sheer virtuosity. You know, at the end of this piece, you may not like, not be a huge fan of the, like, say you don't like, you know, how, you know like the piece was okay, mm-hmm. but you're going to be super impressed by the, what you see he, see him do. Right. Shows off the player. Right. Absolutely. And many of you, I think, will love the piece. So we're going to start the piece with the Beethoven Overture. So which one? Oh, so many to choose from. Uh, we're going to do the Overture to Coriolan or Coriolanus. And I love this. I love this Overture. Uh, I love like all Beethoven overtures, but if I had to rank, no, I can't rank them. So, but um, <laughs> another day, another day. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but I, I love Coriolan, but I also hate Coriolan mm. because it doesn't end with a bang. It it just it 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 has this wonderfully soft ending, which is one of the reasons why I love it. But when you program an overture. <laughs> You kind of need the bang. <laughs> There's an expectation. Right. Um, and actually, maybe I just ruined it. Maybe that's the great thing. If you don't know it, that's the surprise at the end. Spoiler alert after the fact. Um, so, uh, but Coriolan's pretty well known, and it's, it's, it's just great. And then... Well, I think that's... I, I should know. I mean, even though people might know that it is going to end softly, I think right. that makes... Even when you know that, it makes it almost... You have, you have to listen more intently because it is not as obvious when the piece is about to end. Right, right. Versus... Yes. A, you know, when Beethoven ends with a bang, you, there's usually about 400 bangs... There's no doubt when the clap. ...before the last right, bang. Right, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I would say that that's part of the trick of this overture because, like, the most of the overture is typically overture stuff. I mean, musically, dynamically, you're like, oh, I know where, right, I know where right. we're going. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> and then... Tricky Beethoven. I know, he's great. And then, because I have kind of this, you know, I have these small, like smaller works in this half the program. Here's another piece that I really stumbled upon by a composer named Cherepnin. Yeah, just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> um, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Russian composer, um, and it's called the Distant Princess, and it's it's like a prelude or a little tone poem. Oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous! Like why that piece is not done more, I have no idea, and. I don't know why I don't know more by this individual. So, um, you know, I, I mean, in a way, we have Beach, Shrepnin, and Crusell, and then Beethoven. So, really, this is almost like your your kind of unknown gem concert, right? Well, that's why I think I feel like I've, I was yeah. in love with this particular concert so much because you got everything's approachable. Yes, but it's all and it's all a little off the road. Yep, but there's. There's just, you know, little homing beacons yep. where it's like, you know, you're not going out too far. Right. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And and I, I don't always like the concerts that we have that are more than, you know, I mean, I love playing major works that are yeah. really long where you have, yes. like, a, you know, a couple small pieces and then a right. big one or yeah. one and one. Right. Um, but it's nice to get, you know, four or five on a concert that, you know, can show the 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 breadth, yes. the variety of the orchestra. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and I think there's, I think audiences respond to that too. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's going to be a great way to start the the season. I'm I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I yeah. So awesome. Um, and then obviously, as you mentioned, I'm 
spoiled again. Um, uh, it's Christmas after that. That's right. D- double Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so um, the kids are back, um, which is great. All four of our partner elementary schools, the two from Park Hill and two from North Kansas City school districts, are back with us. We are on December 16th. That's daily, 2.30, 4.30. That's a good date. Like close to, it is. Much closer to Christmas, yes. I feel like, than last year. Um, and, you know, it'll be it, – it'll we're going to do Star Carol by John Rutter with the kids, and that's such a great piece. John Rutter's such a great composer and all that, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, we'll have our standard standard holiday fair, all your favorites. You'll get all the melodies you want, all the tunes you need, in and out, 45 minutes. So take a break from shopping, pop on in, bring the family, bring the kids, and it's always a great time. That's right. And, Do your homework and, yeah. and get your sing-alongs ready. That's right. <laughs> and I think, you know, um, I always think, you know, I think what makes great ensembles uh, great is that their versatility, right? And, you know, orchestras, I don't think get credit enough for their versatility Um, because if you look at like the season that we're doing right you've got some standard masterworks that everybody knows you've got music from different historical time periods so if if you think about it like driving a car or shifting gears right we shift gears a lot throughout an afternoon program stylistically but then we get into a different car called the pops car right right? which is completely different right maybe it's the clown car there's no other really performer maybe say for a dance like yeah. I mean, no no other instrumental performers right. that have to do this kind of thing. If you're in a band, yeah. you play your yeah. You don't even play other people's. That's music. right. You, you play, play your own that, music. That's right. Much less different styles. Right. And so you know, from us as an ensemble point of view, when we put our pops hat on, that's that's a whole different ball game when it comes to. I mean, first of all, the percussion section is like nonstop busy, um, but it just is a different style of playing. And um, and I, I think you know when I when I think about the orchestra, I'm like. They're, the orchestra is going to enjoy the first concert. First of all, we love to to accompany the young artists. It just makes us feel great. We love yeah. to see young people doing great things. Most of a lot of educators in the group were yeah. like makes me feel. But the seasoned players haven't played the beach, and that they respond right. to that. They're like, "This is great. This is something new. This is something different." Not that they don't enjoy playing Beethoven Symphony Number no. Seven. They do. It's that's what makes it great. But they like to have new stuff. Yeah. Um, but then. I think they I think they have just as much fun with the holiday concerts. I think it's a different they love to see the kids, they love to play the music and you know, a lot of the music is in different rotations. Some we do once a year, every year, some we do every other year, some we do every three years, and so you see that old friend again. Right. You know. Oh, it's you know, it's the Grinch. Great. I haven't seen him for a couple of years. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, and that's then we're into the new year. That's right, twenty nineteen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, give, 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 I just give, give him and I a minute to just... Like, yes, I just remember when I was, like, growing up and, like, 2000 seemed, like, forever away when I was a young, you know... And in, now it's in, forever away. Now, now, we're, now we're beyond that. That's right. Um, we're going to be back at uh, Pine Ridge, right. our partnership our at reduced, Pine Ridge. It's our reduced size. Yes, and I am... I actually really am... Ex- oh. Obviously, I'm excited about everything. I'm, that's how I am. But I... <laughs> no, this one was exciting. Yeah. I mean, I think this was... I think a yeah. lot of times... The, this particular concert has relied on either a single work yes. to kind of be a draw yep. or a single player, yep. a guest mm-hmm. player to yeah. be a draw. Like last year with the concerto. Like, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this one and I was like, damn, this is a great concert. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, I do have to credit, I, I mean, it seems weird to credit this, but as as frustrating as it may be, to you know, reduce the ensemble and go to this venue, and I don't say I, we love Pine Ridge, but right. you know, if I was p- programming for 
concerts of the same size ensemble, that's a little different. Well, you me. mentioned we only have three classical concerts to right. fit in, and of those three, one of them right. Right. have a reduced size. But that also um, forces like creativity, right? And and I actually enjoy that challenge a little bit. And um, so this concert, and you know, everything is there's always like um, <laughs> I can't think of the word. Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and silence. Yeah, that's and great. Let him you know here. when um, one thing affects the other, affects the other. Causation. Yeah, but what's the effect called? Yeah, well, this is great. He's not helping me at all. Domino effect. Domino effect. Thank you, <laughs> boy. That and I'm gonna say right now he's gonna edit that out. But you'll hear all of this and hear me say he's gonna edit it out because he's not gonna do it. Um, never, never do. Jim. There's a. There's never a, do. I know. My, most of season one, I I was under an impression that <laughs> that, that was going on, but. Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> um, there's always a domino effect with programming. So, um, for example, one of the composers on concert number three at Pine Ridge, which is February 23rd, by the way, and of course it's at 2019. night. Yeah, um, in at, in the evening, um, the major composer is um, Dvorak. It's on one half, and um, what happens is if I have Dvorak anywhere else in the season, right? Somebody gets bumped, and I have to decide what I'm doing, and and. So I, I'm doing the Dvorak serenade, and I'm sure John, as a violinist, is like, oh, the serenade for strings? No. There's another serenade. And this one is for, it's an odd instrumentation. It's um, two oboes, two clarinets, really two bassoons, three horns, solo cello, solo bass. And it's fantastic. Huh. Fantastic. Um, it's like a little mini symphony is what it is. Um, it's got all that kind of great Dvorak tunes, but in a smaller, easy-to-consumable manner. Yeah, that's, um, that's, 12, that's like 12 players. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there'll be more, because the concert's going to start with a Mendelssohn String Symphony. Now, I will tell you that I thought I would never program a Mendelssohn String Symphony. I had a very bad experience with a Mendelssohn String Symphony. And I'm sure half of our listening public is like, how can you have a bad experience say, with a Mendelssohn like, String they're, Symphony? They're great. I'll share my experience with you. Briefly. Briefly. I was at a conductor's institute where we were assigned a Mendelssohn String Symphony. One of them in D major. That's probably like half of them. Right. And um, all, like you get more of a problem yeah. with Mendelssohn. Each conductor, you know, was assigned a movement. And so, you know... This is cl- all going to be in sonata form. Uh, the first movements are all in sonata form, um, which means you have an exposition where you hear the themes twice. Then you get to the development, which for most of these is about maybe five or six minutes into maybe that. Um, and then you get back to the recap, which is what the exposition is. So, you know, a little form lesson there for you. And my goal was just to get to the development. I just wanted to get through the exposition and I got stopped every time I tried. Now, is that a Mendelssohn problem? No, it's probably because I was a bad conductor back then. <laughs> and the coach was like, stop, 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 right? right? But I just so badly wanted to get to the development. And so at that, I was young. I was like 20, you know. So in my 20-year-old mind, I'm like, Mendelssohn String Symphony's done. No, nope, never going to do it. <laughs> so I'm doing this programming. And I'm like, man, I need, I need something to open this concert. And it's just going to be the strings. And I'm like... You know, my my path somehow led me back to Felix Mendelssohn, and he's written a ton of these, like mm. a boatload. And I'm very like, popular with like all state orchestra. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, where they're confined to just strings. Yeah, and, and uh, I started to you know investigate a little bit, and I found actually I found several that I thought would work, but I'm I'm settled with um, String Symphony Number no. Four, 
in C minor. Mm. Oh, again, dangling off the beat. I know a little, but it's you know, and it's and when you say string symphony, I don't want people to think this is like this is like eight minutes, yeah. you know. But it's three movements, but it's like tiny, right? right. So it's a great little opener. Then we're going to do Quiet City by Aaron Copeland. Um, Quiet City, uh, our, you know, we have had a, a relationship with UMKC where our uh, the uh, principal trumpet is a doctoral student at UMKC. And so generally they're with us for about three years, and this will be the, the final season. And we wanted to do something. He and I talked. Um, and what's great, is, and Quiet City is such a gorgeous piece, and it's for strings, English horn, and trumpet. And it's one of my favorite Copeland pieces. Um, it's one of the first pieces I ever conducted, one of the first two pieces I conducted in public performance. Um, I have a long history with it, and um, it's going to be great. And then we're going to do another favorite piece of mine. Well, <laughs> it's great to be conductor. <laughs> um, and that's the Benjamin Britten Simple Symphony. Love this piece. Now, what I call it is the not-so-simple symphony because it is. there are some very challenging things for the string section. It's just for strings. Um, and it's about 15 minutes, so four movements, but there's the third movement is just breathtakingly gorgeous. There's one movement that's all pizzicato. Um, and there, there's, it's like the frolicsome finale, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. So I'm excited about doing that at Pine Ridge. Yeah, so just to recap, that's Dvorak, <laughs> Mendelssohn, Copeland, and Britain. Britain. Yeah. Like, yeah. at Pine Ridge. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, um, you know, I don't know if I'm exhausted and have nothing for next year at Pine Ridge, <laughs> but we'll cover that in a podcast that's, later. That's 2020's That's <laughs> 2020's got a lot of problems. Right. That's just that's one just of them. One of them. So, um, and then we get to the last concert of the year. Nope. We get to concert oh, sorry. four. The, the four Come four. on. I know. I specifically asked you if we had five, <laughs> sim- five programs, and you're like, yep, sure do, John. I know, but my little cheat sheet only has four on it, so, you know, bear with me. This one. This edit, one. Are you going to edit that part out? No. Duh. Of course not. Dang it. All right. So, uh, concert number four. Yes. Also very excited about this one for a for variety of of podcast-related reasons. I know. Yep. It's it's like you rubbed off on me over I this know. year. It's beautiful. You've influenced me. So um, I, I had already been thinking, and I think this is, I've already, I had already been thinking about like an American-type program, a theme around American music. And so, you know, and even though we're starting the season with um, the Amy Beach Symphony, I don't, I don't count that as like typical American music because most people don't know it. So, um I, I knew after our podcast, when I talked about the Charles Ives, um, Schumann, Variations on America, I'm like, when was the last time we played that? It's been a long time. So we're going to start with the Variations on America by Charles Ives, um, orchestrated by Schumann. Listeners have already heard a snippet. Yep, absolutely. And then um, I'm like, you know, I don't often do more just two pieces from a composer mm-hmm. in a season, but we're going to revisit Aaron Copeland, partly because the... Partly the pieces are so different. And Quiet City is about 10 minutes. But um, Aaron Copeland wrote an um, opera called The Tenderland. It is actually one of the few operas I have conducted in its entirety um, as an opera. Mm-hmm. Um, and there it's, uh, we're going to do The Suite from The Tenderland. Um, and it's, you know, it's got, again, wonderful pastoral, what you think of Aaron Copeland, when you think about Rodeo, those kind of moments. Um, it has some foot stomping. You know, bring down the rafter dancing moments. Um, we will not. I will not be dancing. Um, but and just really that that quintessential um, Western up- optimistic, uplifting American soundtrack that we know Aaron Copeland kind of creates. American composer theme kind of threaded throughout this. Yeah, season yeah. Later. I mean, there there's one on every 
program. Uh, then we're going to take intermission, and we're going to come back with Howard Hansen, my man, um, symphony number two. And obviously, this is like fits John's criteria for everything well, he likes. Well, for those music. of us that remember, this yes. was one of those pieces mm-hmm. that he re- recommended to yeah. me to listen to, and I came back with... Very high grade. With grades. rave reviews. It's very good. I'm very um, excited to play it. And um, it's, you know, it's it's neo-romantic. So it's, um, you have a 20th century composer who's kind of embracing the previous style, but then kind of putting their own twist on it. Um, three movements. Um, and man, it just, it's great. It's great fun to play and great fun to listen to. So. Nice 30 minutes, like very approachable yeah. length. It's yep. not too long, but... Yep long enough to get really into the yeah weeds and there's bit. some and there's some there's some grooves that get, get going in this that get rocking well so um despite what insinuated, <laughs> there is another concert there is one more concert after that and it's pops it is it's our um pops concert we're back in may so um not june like we were last year but we're may 19th um and uh we're going film score um, for a couple reasons, uh, I actually looked on our. I actually, believe it or not, have records of everything we do, and it's been actually quite some time since we've done just a film score concert. Now, film score has appeared on these pop concerts in other ways, um, but it's been a while since we've done an exclusively um, film score concert. Um, and there's some new stuff, and there's some stuff out. I want. There's a really nice Wizard of Oz I want to do, and um, I'm kind of thinking maybe something about the Seahawk by Corn Gold. I don't know. We'll have one or two classic ones. Um, we've got, um, Force Awakens, um, we've got maybe, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't finalized this, maybe Jurassic Park, um, Wonder Woman's out there, um, I lots mean, of good, lots she's of, out there, Wonder Woman's walking around, <laughs> the music to Wonder Woman right. is out there. There's lots of, uh, um, lots of big movies yeah, that have come out you know, since there's, the last time we did Yeah, movies, and there's a great, so. um, Harry Potter suite that has everything, and they've kind of reissued some of the Star Wars music in different ways, mm. and so I just figured, it's time time to revisit that um and it'll you know that'll be super fun so i don't know if we'll have any special guests i haven't gotten that far ahead yet um but i if the opportunity presents itself and i can make it work i will see well hopefully after hearing all of that y'all are excited as excited about this season i think as we are um mailings and website information in the works will be going out very soon um yeah, so very exciting stuff. Make sure yeah. that make sure that you're connected to and us. And October fourteenth, put that on your calendar. That's right. Mark it down. So. That's right. And now, Jim, I am going to do something a little different. Okay. Uh, I don't think we're going to do Casey picks for this what? episode. I know a little out of left field, and here's why. Okay. So one of the things we may or may not have struggled with last season was brevity. <laughs> I think that is a fair critique. Um, and frankly, especially if you look at the range of the podcast <laughs> times, that's right. And frankly, the summer has been so busy for the Northland Symphony that we just have more news to talk about. And I think we might need to spend some time talking about that for everybody. And all right, instead of Casey picks this time, what do you think? Depends on what that news is. Guess what we'll to find out. Okay, so I know everyone was assuming we were doing Casey Picks, and we are. We'll be back. That is, it will be slightly changed, but it will be mostly the Casey It'll Picks. It'll be recognizable. Come, yeah, the Casey Picks you've come to know and love, and frankly, demand. And base your social plans on what we say. That's exactly right. Um, 
But we had some really big and exciting stuff happen this summer. We did. Um, that I thought, <laughs> I was like, we really can't finish episode one <laughs> or of we, season two yeah. without mentioning this or we'd be doing a disservice to just how big a deal it is. Yeah, that's true. And that is that the Northland Symphony is growing, Jim. It is. Um, it's a, we've had a merger. And I think that's, you know, kind of interesting in the nonprofit world because when I hear merger, I think corporations, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, many of you know that I've uh, founded um, 22, you know, we're back to the years, 22 <laughs> years ago. I founded, um, with the help of Paul Cooper and Dr. Phil Posey, the Metropolitan Youth Orchestra. And uh, we are also, in an, we are an independent nonprofit. And um, it, once we hit our 20th season, after 20 years of a 60-piece full orchestra, primarily of high school students, auditioned to get in. John was a member mm-hmm. in two sections. Yep. Very, many people can say that, violin and percussion. How many um, people can say that? You know, you may be the only one. I was going to say, I can't imagine. So, I mean, maybe, not that maybe I, need... I don't really count violin viola swappers. No, no. That, oh, well, that's going to be a discussion <laughs> for another day. Um, but, uh, and so, you know, this is basically high schoolers from all over Northland, all that stuff. And uh, they audition, all that stuff. High schoolers, I would, think, I, would, I would add to that. I think high schoolers that um, have an extra level of care yeah. and desire. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference between even walking in, you know, the, when you're walking into music and uh, or uh, like music in elementary school middle school and everybody's forced to do it there's right. a certain amount of yeah absolutely you know, coercion music, right in high school that goes down a little bit absolutely because, but you're still kind of yeah you know it's still school yeah while you're doing that at the same time I'm, when you're doing myo there yeah. is a very stark difference when you walk in that room right of, we're here to everybody we wants want to, to be, be there. Here. We're doing what we're doing. Like you know, we try to push the level up. We do, uh, I think, more music in shorter amount of time, uh, just because of our structure. Yep. And when we hit the twentieth anniversary, we decided it was time to grow and have a second orchestra, which is the Metropolitan Youth Symphonia. And the intent on that was to have a younger orchestra for developing musicians, string orchestra, that then ultimately feeds into the MYO. But the ultimate plan for the second orchestra was also to make it a full orchestra, which we did this year in year two, which is pretty remarkable. This year we have 40 in the MYS and 77 in the MYO. Um, Yeah, so, um, but one of the things that obviously, I mean, I'm a connective tissue here. John has had experience. Many people involved in Northland Mm -hmm. Symphony were involved in MYO, board members, other members of the orchestra. And the MYO, um, you know, it, we have no full-time employees. We, we're doing this out of a place of love, and we're getting it done. But it's certainly always, you know, more help um, would be better. And there's a lot of overlap between what Northland Symphony is doing and what uh, Metropolitan Youth Orchestra is doing. There's an educational mandate uh, in the Northland Symphony that we've been fulfilling in a variety of ways. Right. Um, and with a board president who played both in the Metropolitan Youth Orchestra and the Northland Symphony, we kind of started this, this discussion of what would it look like if we brought these two organizations together. Right. Well, and, and as you mentioned, the, North, the Northland Symphony has have a very strong educational mandate and one right. that I think we all take very seriously. Yes. Um, and so when we were looking at ways to, okay, how do we, how do we continue to do this, right? How right. do we, we make the young artist competition better? Okay, well, right. that's great, but right. that's... A we have the very, elementary school choirs. Right, that's, that's great. important, what, but... Right, what else can we what's do? What's that next thing? And, and this was, I think, one of those kind of, I feel like it all kind of hit us all in the face. Yeah. It's kind of like, why haven't, yeah. why haven't we talked about this before? But I also think, when, as we were answering that question, right. um, both organizations, um, I don't know that we're ready for this <laughs> five years ago. I would agree. You, you know, even though I think they've both, both been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I think both organizations experienced quite a bit of growth in the last five years, which put us closer to this. Um, and I think, um, 
you know, Northland also, you know, really no full-time employees. And, um, you know, so there's, I think, I think we, we, we've taken a bold step here um, and we're kind of figuring it out as we are going along. Right. Um, but we realize, and the other thing that I'm really proud of our conversations on all aspects is that, um, and I, I tried to advocate this pretty quickly, is that this conversation needs to happen as if anybody is the conductor. Because right. there can be a future when there's a different conductor for Northland, different conductor for MYO, and whatever. We, so I think both we could have done this in about an hour if we felt like because all the, all the people in the room yeah. were in basic room yeah. were like, "Hey, yeah. okay, great, we're done. Let's yeah. not, But everything was done very deliberately. Due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't. There's no doubt in my mind that both organizations now one organization right. are going to benefit greatly from yeah. each other. And I think you know there's always some growing pains trying to figure things out and that's to be expected but what you're going to start seeing from us I think you know MYO has kind of always our has always served our families and our members and that's what we do and it's a very insular organization uh, for the Northland for our Northland people you're going to start seeing MYO Metropolitan Youth Orchestra you're going to be you know, you're going to start seeing the branding come together. You're going to start seeing it, um, a synthesis or of those organizations. Right. Um, and it will be very much a process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think over the next probably yes. couple seasons, yeah, you'll I think see so. at least yeah. um, you'll see small changes and then right. you'll see bigger changes. And then uh, every change should, should, I think, continue to fill in that picture of what the organization right. looks like. But at the end of the day, if you can say what you're doing serves the mission of both organizations without compromising anything, I think it makes sense to do it. Um, it, it just figuring out how to do it was also a process that involved a lot of, a little bit of hustling and, and getting things done by deadlines. But um, I, 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 we're excited about this. You know, this is, su- this is support that we have needed, honestly, for a while, because especially this recent growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it certainly, you know, I I've come to terms with the fact that I will not be conducting the these orchestras forever, um, and obviously, you know, even at you're how old now? This um, forty five. <laughs> um, so I got at least another hundred years left. Right. But but you know, I started this orchestra. It's it's my child. It's the youth orchestra is so that important to me, and I want to make sure that when or if I have to walk away from it, that it's positioned in a way to outlive right. me. Um, just because I think it really serves an important role in our community. Um, and I feel that way, obviously, about Northland and other things that I'm involved with. Um, but I, I, didn't know what, I didn't know what the path forward to MYO had without me, what that looked like. Northland, not that I'm disposable, but, I, but there's a process there. Right. I'm not the— It was there for 30 yes, years. Yes, before. Right, yeah, there are, right, exactly. And so, um, you know, part of that was just kind of creating, you know, we're just—, we're, just, we're stronger together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, hashtag stronger together. <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's going to pass the marketing ah, department, okay. but I, I like the sentiment. Oh, there you go. So, so, um, but here's, you know, so here's the benefit yeah. now for everybody listening. Um, well, there are many, many benefits, oh, yes. obviously. And I think over the course of the next few seasons, there'll be even more, even more benefits that are become self-evident. But... Um, now the beautiful thing is when you donate to the Northland Symphony or you donate to the Met, through through the Metropolitan Youth Orchestra, mm-hmm. you're now don't you're now supporting both, both organizations. Um, you're supporting what a hundred, hundred I know fifteen kids. You're supporting a, a North, an orchestra of sixty eight to seventy, um, and you're supporting everybody that shows up to 
both all of these concerts, which yeah. by the way are still free. That's right. And the youth orchestra concerts are free. They're all free. They'll make you feel good. Young kids doing great stuff, making great music. You'll be surprised at how well they play uh, if you haven't heard them. Well, I mean, I, I, well, I, I'm I, talking I, to them, <laughs> not you. <laughs> and, they, and, and that's three three concerts, right? Yes, three concerts a year. Yeah. Um, so now you, you can go from five to eight concerts. That's right. Free. Amazing. Did we mention free? I think we did. Okay. I did. We mentioned you can donate yeah. both now. Yeah. And it's all. Yeah, That's right. I think we did. Okay, great. Yes, we did. So, um, you know, just increased opportunities for all involved, and, and right. we're excited about it. So between, I feel like between the season yeah, and between this announcement. This should be the most shared podcast ever. Not only that, not which is 100% accurate. In fact, you might need to listen to this twice, I think. that And... Every single one of you, all nine of you, send this to a friend and say, you need to listen to this. It's free. The podcasts are free. They are. It's amazing. You, you've got nothing to lose except for the most precious resource there is, which is time. Wait. <laughs> I'm not sure that that means I don't think that came point. out right. Yeah, I don't think. It's free. Do listen it. Listen to us in your just car. Do, just That's do right. what we tell yes. you. Like, I don't really. I'm, I'm gonna, not going to go that season far. Season two, I'm not going to ask anymore. Oh, I'm wow. just going to tell you. All right. Share this. Share All this right. podcast. Share it with a friend. Share it with an enemy. I don't know. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> and also, sign up for stuff. Go to yes. Facebook, like us on Facebook, go to our yep. website, sign up for the emails. We really don't email you that often. Nope. Sign up for the mailing list. You still have time before this brochure yep. goes out to, so you can get it. It'll yep. have stuff about NYO on it. It'll have stuff about NSO. It'll have all the dates, and all the All these pieces. anacronyms, you'll know what they stand for. Exactly. This and is, the emails are nice. They're like a reminder. They're like, hey, concert this Sunday, 3 o'clock, right. Staley High School. Hey, Awesome new podcast episode out, which we don't send that <laughs> for everyone, by the way. Uh, but the important ones, like this one, we do. Oh, really? They're up. Mm, that's exciting. Exactly. Yeah. So we need people to know because at the end of the day, no one's showing up. Yeah. The marketer will tell you, word of mouth is like the most valuable thing in the world. So that's if you right. like, you know, help us get the word out about these great concerts, yeah. the great competition. And, and, I, and I will say that the 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 gap between, um, you know, I don't want to sit here and pat ourselves on the back too much. <laughs> but <laughs> the the concert going experience yes is excellent yes it's a, it's a good um, a good ensemble there are good materials there's good everything about it it's very very good including the pieces that we play and the accessibility of all that stuff and so when people go on Facebook and they say oh yeah and you talk to them about it they're like oh yeah that would be kind of cool when that one person says, I've been, and it really is worth the time. That's right. It really is. It is really okay to bring your two young kids. Yeah. And if and, you have to leave an intermission, you leave an intermission. Exactly. So, because you know what? Parking is free. It is. So, um, and also, yeah, I... So tell, I, so tell somebody. Bring bring that one friend. I, I guarantee agree. you, uh, you will not be disappointed. And, lo- and just a quick plug for live music. Uh, we, we love music. John and I consume music in many different ways, electronically, whatever. But man, live music is where it at, is where it's at, and I would say that for all genres. Yes, you know, rock music's better live, jazz is better live, orchestral music is better live. So go out there and support those live folks. That's right. Well, that's a good way to start. I that think is a good two, way to start. Season fifty-two, season twenty-two, twenty-two, lots of twos. I know. I like that they're all stacked that way. I'm so glad. It'll be, it'll be easy. I planned that when I started my career twenty-two years ago. <laughs> So back in the saddle here. That's right. Uh, Episode 22, 
It'll be coming out soon. We'll be talking with... Is it episode 22 or is it episode season 2, episode 1? Or uh, well, episode two? it'll be 21. 20, this is You're going to keep counting. Yes, this is 21. So next one will be 22. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be talking hopefully with... A uh, special guest. About... The Amy Beach Symphony on the first program. So if, if that piqued your interest, you'll want to hang out for that. Yeah. And then our and then after that will be our next con- first concert cast episode yeah, of the which season. Which will feature our young artist. Which we hope to have. That, and obviously go into a much deeper dive about on the all this song. other stuff, which, yeah. again, all this the super interesting season, so you won't want to miss that. Um, did I say rate and review us yet? No, I actually expected that when we were talking about the sharing part. Right. But you can say it now. Yeah, five stars. Do it. <laughs> Say something nice about us. Do it. Please and thank you. I I think that covers everything, John. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you for supporting us. We appreciate you for hanging out in the summer and um, for, you know, all the great things that you do. Yeah. All nine of you. Probably 11 by now. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. has to be. Because you all, well, actually, probably 18 18. because they will have all shared this. Well, you're presuming they will do what you say. I wouldn't have no reason to believe otherwise. Do I always? (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.